Hello, friends. Jim Nance of CBS Sports, and you're listening to The Shag Bag Show with my great friend, David Marzetti. Shagbag Show live on the radio again for another Saturday morning live from Del Monte. Yes. As always, over 20 years broadcasting live now from uh, the oldest course west of Mississippi, home of the Deuce Club and home of the Shagbag Show. All these years. Show number 1,083 in a row on the Shagbag Show. Thanks for listening. Appreciate having you along. Dave Marzetti with you. Slave and over a hot control board so you don't have to. Each and every... Saturday morning on the Shag Bank Show on Power Talk. Appreciate having you along on this wet, windy, wild weekend here on the Monterey Peninsula. But uh, if we can make it through today and tomorrow, Monday, and then Tuesday, from Tuesday on, looks pretty good. So we got something to look forward to, which is nice, right? Good morning to our three biggest fans. My lovely wife, Terry Puff, the Wonder Dog, and Soleil the Rocket, hype on the hill on Villagayuba. Good morning to Shagbaggers everywhere. It's all brought to you by the Pebble Beach Company. Check out lodging, dining, golf specials online at pebblebeach.com. Don't forget uh, soon the playing of the 2023 AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am happens. And yours truly will be there for my 31st year in a row broadcasting from the tournament. So uh, looking forward to that, as always. Uh, the Del Monte Golf Course, home of the Dukes Club, home of the Shag Bag Show, the Sandbarn Grill under Wharf Number 2. Craig Ling and his staff got it going on over there. Lunch and dinner seven days a week, 373-2818 for reservations. Of course, they got uh, wonderful selections specializing in sand dabs and stuff like that. Lunchtime, they got beautiful crab prawn and avocado melts, fresh crab louie. Dinner time, they, the damage special is usually the way to go. You get an active bar scene there, too. A lot of locals hanging out there. 373-2818, the sandbar. Thanks, Craig Ling and crew. Golf Mart Superstore, home of the 90-day return. We'll talk to Vic the Sandbagger today, find out what's happening in the world of golf retail. And the Monterey County Herald, your source for breaking news, sports, business, classifieds, entertainment of Monterey County. Always great sports, the Shag Bag Show. Carousel Candy's left-hand side of the wharf. If you're walking down, you can't miss it. Just follow your nose. It smells so good down there. The beautiful handmade, homemade chocolates and confections. and They ship worldwide, too. CarouselCandies.com. That's where you go. Check it out. Looking for that special dining experience? Try one of Kevin Phillips' four-and-a-half restaurants. We'll talk about those this hour. Because he's here. Golfguide.net for the player and you. Elab Communications did our website. They can do yours too. Check ours at shagbagshow.com. Jacob Seam Realty buying and selling to join Jen. Walk you through it carefully, lovingly, and easily, professionally, quickly. Yes, they can do it for you there. The mother-daughter real estate team of Monterey. The award-winning mother-daughter real estate team. See them at jacobsteamhomes.com. Foolish Times, three funny fabulous. Pick one up that'll make you smile. It's the Foolish Times. Halfway through the uh, the sponsors, you know what that means, don't you? 
That means we got to take our coffee break. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the green Stanley thermos. Metal. Like your old dad used to take to work. Let's see. Here it is right here. Oh, yeah. The coffee pour. That's nice. We like that. Oh, let's see how it is. Mmm. That nice. We like it. That's good coffee here. Whoever made that this morning, we salute you. It was me. Uh, Express Employment Professionals providing employment solutions. Full-time, temporary, seasonal, part-time. Paul and Mary Wine have that staffing solutions company that can help you out. And don't forget, Paul's got his own radio show right here on the station every Saturday at 10.30 on Power Talk called What's the Plan? Check it out. Monterey Fish Company for over 50 years. South Tringali and family have been providing the wonders of the undersea world of Monterey Bay to you fresh on a platter and on ice. They've got it at the end of Wharf Number 2. We're going to talk to Sal, find out what's happening, what's, uh, what's come in lately that he's got in stock for you for fresh fishes from Monterey and beyond. Armanosco Public Relations, Dave Armanosco, thank you. He's got deep roots in the community, long-standing relationships with city, business, and community leaders throughout a rich and diverse Central Coast community. Dave Armanosco and Armanosco Public Relations, they spread the word and have been spreading the word since 1985. The Lynx Club Carmel, serious golf or serious fun, you can do both. World-class golf simulators, PXG clubs, and of course, a full selection of vino and beer and apps. Perfect for groups and parties. Lots of fun. Lower level at the Carmel Plaza, linksclubgolf.com. See them there. Coastal Roost Hospitality. They've got uh, their three restaurants that you've probably checked out and can check out again soon. Rio Grill at the Crossroads in Carmel. Turning up the flavor with Southwestern Flair. Tarpies on Highway 68. Refreshing Courtyard Dining in Montreal Bistro on Cali P. Downtown Monterey. Offering fine dining and easy elegance. All from Coastal Roots Hospitality. Parasol Dermatology, our good friend Christina Vellante, who was with us last week talking about uh, skin care, reminds you that your skin is an instant indicator of your overall health. The better your skin, the better your health. See Dr. Christina Vellante for any skin issues in the new year. See them at ParasolDermatology.com. They're located perfectly and easily to find at Cass in El Dorado. They're in the big brown office building, 900 Cass. And last but not least, our good friends, Pierre and Marietta Bain, Fandango and PG. Fandango stands for a heritage of good taste, award-winning cuisine, and 25 years of tradition. Specializing in Mediterranean and European-style cuisine, including fresh seafoods, hearty pastas, mouth-watering steaks, and their signature rack of lamb and paella. See them at FandangoRestaurants.com. Shag Bag Show, Power Talk, 1460 AM, 101FM for your Saturday morning, live from Del Monte. As always, Dave Marzetti with you for January 14 already. Wow, moving right along. Almost Christmas again. Show 1083 on the Shag Bag Show. And on today's show, we've got, uh, let's see, Vic the Sandbagger. Chris from the shop next door. I saw him earlier. I'm sure he'll be with us to talk about what's happening out here at Del Monte. Probably a tea time available for you today if you'd like to get out. Uh, Sal Tringale from Monterey Fish Company, Mayor Tyler Williamson, and our co-host extraordinaire. He's back. It's the voice. It's Kevin Phillips. Morning, Dave. Thank you. 
Thanks Kevin. for having me back. It's great to be back. Kevin, great to have you. <laughs> Here it is, a rainy weekend. I mean, when does that happen this time of year? I don't know. Yeah. Every weekend since huh. Thanksgiving? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. I was down on the waterfront this morning, and as beautiful as it is, it's wet and wild out there. It is, huh? Yeah. Big waves. You haven't been down to Lover's Point. Come down and check out the waves. They are spectacular. Uh, surfers were out early this morning already, but beautiful colors, big waves. It's it's beautiful. Really different. And uh, what about the restaurants as far as open, closed, uh, power, no power, on, off? Uh, PG, I just got a note from my wife that PG is without power now. Yeah. All of a sudden. Yeah. Um, I just got a note from mine up yeah. on the hill. You got you, but it's out. It's becoming a regular occurrence now. Yeah, it is. Uh, the beach house still has power. Uh, but the uh, wharf restaurants are not going to open today. I just don't think it's safe to have the staff commuting in this. Uh, we're going to get a break in rain, I guess, uh, for a few hours here until later this afternoon. But it, it just isn't—it isn't safe. Several, several of them are already under evacuation watch, and the warnings not to drive. Some coming from Salinas or Marina, and so forth. So we're just going to take a day off. There you go. Probably smart, huh? Well, we'll see. <laughs> exactly. You never know. But better things to come, like you said, after this midweek. That's right. Like we have a, a significant break. We maybe, definitely maybe do. Maybe even a sunny weekend uh, next week, getting ready for uh, AT&T. Yeah, and uh, we're supposed to, besides the weather taking a break as of, like, Tuesday, even tomorrow, they say, sort of sunny breaks here tomorrow and there now better. and then. Yeah, and, yeah winter's uh, being be open tomorrow, and uh, welcome folks back to the waterfront. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So uh, what's been happening down there? Going backwards. Everything okay? Well, uh, it's my 28th winter on the wharf, and this is by far the rainiest. As far as Mm. we've had wet winters before, but the timing of this rain coming every weekend, uh, it's tough. And rain was Christmas week, one we always count on. Right. Virtually rained out the whole, the whole right. time. Yeah. Uh, so you know it's it's been it's been tough, but uh, the best best thing to do is just look ahead, uh, not yeah. only in the near term but the long term. You know it will stop raining at some point. Uh, the mud will stop sliding and things will get back to normal. We'll be worried about it'll, fires again or something like that. It'll it won't even be a memory. You know what I mean? I exactly. Mean, it'll be so far gone. It'll be like. I always say you're not in this business to begin with. You're not an optimist. So you feel good about going forward. I have a lot of interesting things happening at all the restaurants. Uh, uh, the chefs are always working on new innovations or tweaking old items and coming up with new menu items. And uh, it's it's fun for me every day to work with them and see that happening, uh, especially over at the Beach House where the chef Pete's been there since June of last year, has really started to innovate things we haven't seen before in the 10 years we've been open at the Beach House, including uh, the cafe referred to as some as our half restaurant down there, as you know. Uh, Lowers Point Beach Cafe, which is a great place to have a breakfast burrito, sip a coffee, and watch those waves coming up on the beach like they are this morning. But uh, even even the whaling station is established uh, and longstanding traditions that we, we have there. There's still innovative things going on there. Uh, one I mentioned uh, the other day, there's, there's something new coming that I think we're going to be rolling out very soon, which is our Chateaubriand for two. Wow, uh, which that's is a classic. Yeah, it's sort of a large roast of filet mignon uh, carved for two to go along with our two-pound porterhouse also carved for two. And I'm already anticipating there's going to be somebody that's going to come in and want to eat that whole thing themselves. Sure. And that's fine. Sure. But it's really They do. They get their two. name on the plaque on the wall. <laughs> get to take the plate home. But there's really nothing like it. The chopped steak, which you're a fan chopped of. Chopped steak's great. It's become one of our most awesome. popular new bar my, uh, items. And uh, love that using things we already have in house, and of course that chopped steak. There's no no other way you can get that 
you can't get it anywhere because it's all produced in-house from the trim of cutting all those prime steaks. That's awesome. And I love the sides, too. Yeah, you know? Yeah. They're just the perfect sides, the little the mashed potatoes with the onion strings and then the spinach. Yeah, it all yeah. goes together. And when you, when, you, when you know the wedding station, you know the flavors of the station, if you have a bite of steak with the mashed potatoes, the sauce, a little bit of the onion, and the spinach, that's the flavor. Right. That's the classic flavor of the waiting station steakhouse. Right. And uh, never get tired of it. Nice, 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 nice. Hey, we want to say good morning to uh, someone who texted in this morning. His name is Chris. He's up there listening in uh, Clovis this morning. So uh, he's getting ready for putting together a party together. So good morning to him. And good morning to Shane Dahlman. Our movie guy, last Saturday of every month on the Shag Bag Show, wishing a great Shag Bag Show to the most excellent Kevin Phillips and his honor, the mayor. Shane outdid himself once again on the last show. Just tremendous. Right? Absolutely. Amazing. And love his Facebook page, too. Not only movie reviews, but uh, food tips, too, too, from Chef Shane. (laughs) That's right. Absolutely. All right. It's uh, Saturday. It's a Shag Bag Show and Power Talk. Dave Marzetti. Our co-host, Kevin Phillips, and our good friend, Tyler Williamson, mayor of Monterey, joins us now. You know, if you guys kept talking about food, I was getting ready to leave, so I'm glad that you changed the subject there. (laughs) Exactly. And and a a shout-out to Shane. It was was good seeing him a few weeks ago at the first Friday, and I had to make it back out there with you guys to sing a song or two. That's right. (laughs) He he sang with us, with the band. I forgot to mention, Shane also sings. My gosh. And he... Mayor sang. Did he? Did he do it? <laughs> no? We don't need any more ideas out exactly. there. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, he, uh, Tyler did, wait, don't tell me, uh, he did uh, something from Lion King. Yeah, that's right. What um, was it? God, now I can't I remember the name of the song. Uh, it's the intro song to the Lion King. Somebody call in and let us know what that was. <laughs> uh, <Akuna> Matata. <laughs> that's, that's the next one. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the duet with Shane. So uh, here you are, back this time. Uh, last time you were with us, you were not the mayor. Now you are the mayor, and how's it been? Oh, man, we've hit the ground running. There's been, uh, I mean, you were talking about the, the storm and, and, and the weather that we've been dealing with for over a month now, and that's definitely kept me preoccupied with coordinating uh, with regional partners and trying to make sure that just everybody in our region stays safe and although we haven't been dealing with it as bad as other places in the city of Monterey um, you know a lot of our workforce uh, lives outside of the city um, you know we have a lot of people that live here that have family the circle of life the circle of life Thank that you. was it you know we couldn't leave without having figured <laughs> yeah, that out thinking way that more important I didn't than hear the anything you were saying because I was thinking about what is the name of that song <laughs> oh my gosh I'm glad that somebody got that out because it was going to be itching us yeah. for the rest of the day yeah. Uh, yeah so you know just just a lot of coordination and, and trying to figure out how to get the word out and, and you know it seems like we've we've uh really missed uh, too bad of an impact in the city of Monterey. The big thing, and, and as we were chatting about a little bit before we started, was uh, down trees and down power lines and how that's impacting people's um, power, which, you know, if you're not going through that in a moment, you don't really know what it's like, right? So um, I think I heard from a colleague that their power has been out seven times so far this winter storm season. That must be me. Because that's, that's exactly. I think. I think that's what we've had, and, and there was one period where we where we had to go to a hotel because we were out for three days. Wow! And so up on you know Via Gayub up there, there's a lot of trees and stuff up there that's that right. falling over and stuff. And I mean, 
you know, at a point, at some point, it just gets kind of almost ridiculous. It's yeah. like every time it starts to rain, and it's sometimes it's not even windy; it's just raining, and the power goes out. It's like, what is going on? Yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Nope. It's those. It's that uh, really wet soil, um, and then the wind blows, and there goes a tree. And so, you know, there's obviously a lot of conversation around around undergrounding the uh, power lines and. And the unfortunate part of that conversation is that it's very expensive. Right. But, but it's also very expensive for people's power to go out. And so, exactly. um, you know, over time, what is the uh, cost-benefit analysis there? And so, you know, we, we need to be looking at kind of how do we solve this? Because as we expect moving forward in the future, you know, the impacts of climate change are only going to be exasperated. And so we're going to have more intense storms in the winter season. And we can expect greater risk um, from fire. Uh, during the summer and so um, it only makes sense for us to really be thinking about how do we protect our ability to get power um, to our houses so it's also got us thinking about very very locally uh, the beach house we lost power an hour before we opened on New Year's Eve wow. and that was of course that was a big powerful storm uh, 250 reservations and we couldn't open and we're thinking about that and everybody's thinking well my power's out even though everybody's power is out, what about my power? Why isn't everybody here helping me right now? And there's just so many resources to go around. But what it's made us think about, this is probably the year we're going to go ahead and put a generator in uh, oh, for yeah. our building. You know, we look at it every year. It's only a few times. But look at the impact that was. Yeah, that's right. New Year's that's right. Eve. Or people are talking about at their homes getting uh, those solar the batteries. Sure. Right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, that's another alternative for folks. But, you know, again, we're talking about a cost that a lot of people can't afford. So Right. It's a, I mean, in Generac, I mean, which, you know, could be five grand the, for the nice big one on, the, you know, on the slab outside yeah. that does your whole house. It could be five grand. But I know that there are the other smaller ones you can get for a grand or whatever, but that, you know. It's not going to power your heat or anything. That's right. Yeah, we we already met, and one uh, that can power our entire building is about the size of a couch. So they're getting smaller and much more powerful and much more efficient. They run on natural gas, so it kicks on automatically when the power goes out. But I think that would give us a lot of peace of mind just to know. We have battery backups on all of our systems inside the restaurant, but nothing for the building itself. It only makes sense. Yeah. 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 So the winter, the winter storms are definitely keeping us busy. Um, Let's go back a little bit uh, to the election. Uh, what was happening? Yeah, that this is night? the first time we've caught up since, yeah, uh, yeah. since the election. Yeah, um, you know, honestly, going into election night, we felt really good. I mean, we had people. So I had a lot of people canvassing for me when I ran for council in 2018. Um, but the number of people that came out to help me canvass this go around um, outnumbered that by far. And so we had people going around knocking on doors two times, three times, um, just because we had so many people canvassing. I think we touched almost every single door in the city. And while we were doing that, we were gathering data um, about how people were leaning in the election. Yeah. I got, you know what? I noticed that because when I was, uh, I have my office in my house there and it faces the street. Yeah. And a guy came to the door and left, I think, something, literature or something yeah. on you. But I saw him out in front writing down the names of signs that were in our yard. Yeah, yeah, that could be. That could be. I mean, you know, and, and what I told uh, the canvassers um, were even if there is uh, a sign of our competitor um, up, still knock on the door. That's, Absolutely. That's still a In fact, that's almost 
more reason. Absolutely, absolutely, and and it actually has um, it helped uh, change people's thoughts because a lot of people didn't know who I was, right? And so there was a lot of assumptions made, um, and once you give that opportunity for folks to be able to hear the platform um, and what's driving me and, and and causing me to run for for mayor, it helped people think um, a little bit more about the campaign um, and the election. One of the interesting things about this election too that a lot of people were talking about they don't really aren't really clear on is how it became a district election rather than at-large election. That's right. That's right. So all four council seats, um, we agreed, the council agreed last February to switch over to district-based elections for the council seats. The mayor seat stays at-large, so the mayor seat will still represent the entire city. Um, And so we're doing sequencing where the first two seats that were up, the two council seats that were up this past November, um, went into district-based elections. The other two council seats that weren't up um, will stay at large until 2024 when they will transition to the other two district seats. So that way, in 2024, we'll have all four district seats filled. Um, and the weird situation here is that um, Councilmember Dan Albert, previous Councilmember Dan Albert, um, he was in one of those seats that his district seat wasn't up until 2024. So uh, Councilmember Gino Garcia, who we've um, voted to replace him on the council, we appointed him um, in December, he is in an at-large seat. So even though he lives in District 4, um, which everybody considers uh, you know, the north side of town, North Fremont area, um, Everybody that lives there, they think that he's their representative, and that could be the case to a certain extent, um, but technically he is in an at-large seat, which he's representing the entire city. So this transition that we've been making to district-based elections is um, going to be a little bit uncomfortable for folks as we make this transition because people aren't used to it, but um, I think it's going to be a good thing for the city to just have those different voices being represented because the last time that somebody... um, was on the council from District 4, what we call now call District 4, um, I believe was in the 70s. Um, so it's been many decades, and, and I think people have felt um, a little bit underappreciated on that part of town. So it'll be interesting to see how this transition goes, but I, th- I think we'll be all the better for it. And when it comes time to re-election, you're, you've got the toughest job because they have to win over their district. you got to win over the whole city. That's right. That's right. But, you know, I think... Truly, and I think where the success was in this campaign is getting out, talking to people, understanding where they're coming from, and that includes residents in the community, uh, which is for, first and foremost the priority um, in elected office, but also the business community, because the business community um, is what we depend on in the city to provide the services that the community depends on um, so desperately. So we have the sports center, we have a, a library, we probably have the best, we do, we have the best library in the entire county. Um, we have all the recreation facilities and, and the activities that we provide in this community. Um, we have a lot of housing-related programs. We have first-time home buyer um, where we purchase property and we will sell it to um, somebody that needs an affordable unit to stay in. Um, so there's tons of programs that we offer in this city that we wouldn't be able to offer without um, our business partners. So it's really just about getting out there, understanding where people are coming from and how we need to be able to move things forward, which was the main message in my campaign. Yeah, It's also Fisherman's Wharf. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. A lot of people don't realize that that's a municipal property down there. Yep, that's exactly it. Yeah, and so you know, we're, we we have to. We're all in this together. At the end of the day, and um, you know, I think that my my competitor in the race, which we, you know, I think it was a really good race. I think we ran a really good campaign. 
um, I, you know, I think we all recognize the need to um, pay attention to everybody in our community. Um, but I, I think that our campaign was just a little bit more successful in, in making sure that we were getting out there having conversations with folks. And, and Is that why you won? Yeah. I mean, David, to your point earlier, I mean, we were going out there talking to people that even had our competitors sign up, yeah. right? So, yeah. it, it, you know. That's we, an opportunity. I yeah, think, right? absolutely. I mean, I think the local elections, I mean, local politics, lo all politics are local. And so um, you have to find a way of engaging folks. And even if you disagree, uh, you know, at the end of the day, most of the time people just want to be heard. You don't need to do things that uh, necessarily go in their favor, but if you, you if you take in uh, the feedback that they provide and somehow try to incorporate that if you can into the decision-making process, you know, sometimes the best strategy is not when everybody's not happy. Um, but, you know, at least everybody has an opportunity to feel like, like they've been heard. I think it should not ever be underestimated either the, the power of the Shagbag Show, because look how well the friends of the Shagbag Show right. are, whether it's Jimmy Panetta, <laughs> Sheriff right. Tina. That's right. That's right. That's right. Hey, something's <laughs> happening here. You can invite me anytime. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, uh, so back to uh, the election uh, night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What were you thinking? Yeah. So going into election night, we, we felt uh, optimistic. Um, but of course, there's no polling or anything that's done. So we didn't really know about what direction it was going to go in outside of our, our, the own, our own data that we were collecting. Um, and so I can't remember. Was it? And where were you? We were at uh, Oscars Playground on, on Cannery Row. And nice little spot. Um, people may recognize it as being where Bluefin used to be. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the owners have just really done a great job in, in transforming that and making it a family-friendly place to go. So I'd encourage folks to go and, and check it out whenever they can. It's like a it's a, it's an arcade basically, and um, I would argue it's an arcade for adults as well. So um, might be good for date night. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, we had a great time there. They opened it up and, and and let us have our celebration there. We did it together, myself and uh, now Councilmember Dr. Kim Barber. Um, because that is her district that she represents is District 1, which is New Monterey and Old Town. So, yeah, election night, we uh, had it at Oscars Playground, and, um, you know, we're just waiting for the results to roll in, and all of our friends and folks from the, uh, from the campaign, all the canvassers, a lot of them came by that evening. And so when the first results rolled out, um, I actually misread the data, and so... <laughs> The number that showed up for me, I read it as what showed up for Dan, and I was just like, oh, that's a little bit disappointed. I was a little bit disappointed for a second, but everybody else around me was kind of celebrating, and I'm like, wait, what is going on? Then I looked at the data a little bit more, and I, and I recognized that um, my eyes deceived me. So it was still kind of close on election night, and we, of course, were trying to stay optimistic about the direction that things would go in. We just generally know that it kind of tends to go in our favor as the mail-in ballots are counted and um, you know that whole thing that we've been dealing with lately where you don't know what happens with elections anymore on election night you have to wait a few days and so that's exactly what happened with us and it wasn't until Friday that the next big batch of uh, votes were counted where the, the the number grew so the, the gap grew so large that it was pretty clear at that point that I had won the election and then did Dan call he did. He had called, I would say, within 45 minutes of the of those numbers coming out, and he was just very gracious, very kind. Um, you know, made himself available as a resource if I needed anything. And I couldn't be any more appreciative of how clean and healthy that campaign was ran. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah, you, should, you can be proud of that, that's for sure, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's a great honor. Um, and I think I think one of the, the toughest challenges is, is the fact that, um, you know, I'm still part of the working class. I still have a full-time day job, which a lot of people are actually surprised. They said, no, wait, mayor's not full-time? No, it's not. But it, it, it kind of is, actually, right? Like, if you think about these storms that we've been having, I've been having to kind of augment my, my work schedule to, to get on meetings and make sure that I'm connecting with the different stakeholders in the region to, to be responsive to this. So I still need to perform the job of, of council and, and being mayor, but I also have a 40-hour work week that I'm doing right. um, that I have to figure out <laughs> right? how to make work. So not and, and this isn't a complaint, but this is just the reality of, of the situation that, that exists um, with, with me working a full-time day job. So it's just trying to navigate the, the calendar and, and just try to find that right balance. Um, and yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we need to provide the services for the people in the community. We need to make sure that we are responding to what's needed um, because things are, are shifting and changing around us uh, on a daily basis. So my my wife Terry wrote in and said, uh, "How's your mom doing? And will Aww. she move here?" I love you, Terry. Yes, good to hear from you. Thanks for messaging in. Yeah, my mom is doing great. It was funny. I was just talking to her this morning, and I was telling her I was coming on your show. I was coming on the Shagbag Radio Show, and she's like, "Oh, I wish I was there." <laughs> <laughs> so she's doing great. Uh, she's talking about retiring at the end of this year, and she's definitely um, looking at coming back out here. So. Um, for folks that don't know my mom, she uh, she used to live out here. She's from upstate New York. She joined the military. And so we moved around a lot as, as a kid. I moved around a lot. I was born in, in a Navy hospital. Um, and then we finally settled down here. But then my mom moved back uh, to upstate New York because she was um, the caretaker for my grandmother during her end of life. Um, and so my grandma has since passed. And, and now that she's passed and my, my mom's career is coming closer to an end she's getting closer to retirement she's she's looking at coming back out so hopefully terry when she gets back out here we can all get that's together. right that's right go sing a song that's right so so um what's uh what's what's it been like since since this happened for you i mean and are there and are there people that have like have come to you and, and like immediately and just said okay we need to do this now this is what we need to do oh yeah yeah oh yeah 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 i mean it's a uh, it's it's politics right and so usually um their folks are are approaching you because there there's something that they want out of that process and rightfully so i mean that's what this process is about i mean it's a democracy and and people are advocating for the, the direction that they want things to go in and so you know, right off the bat, we had to appoint somebody to fill the vacancy, which was really successful, I would say, in my mind. We um, debated it for, we discussed it for three hours. We interviewed each of the candidates, asked them a question each. They had an intro statement that they can make. The public came in and gave comments. And then the last half hour, the council debated it, and we all agreed upon who that person was be unanimously. And so it was a nice, clean process. We didn't make it too short, but we gave it its its due time. And um, the fact that we all agreed on it, I think, was a success story and a good way of starting off. Not to say that that's going to be all of our votes on the council, but I think it was a good way of bringing in a, a fifth member to, to the council. So that happened. And then the next council meeting, we did appointments to outside agencies, which is really important because these outside agencies make huge decisions for our region and we play a critical role in the direction that those policies take so that was a big thing we have our next council meeting coming up on the 17th which is this coming up tuesday i believe if my numbers are, are accurate 
Um, and we're going to be talking about our wireless ordinance, which is a really uh, sensitive subject in, in the community. So that's going to be uh, the next we're hitting the ground running here with some big, big hitters. Um, and then the 25th, we have a study session, 25th of January, um, the last Wednesday in January. Um, we're going to have a study session to hear from the council on where's everybody's priorities. And that way we can look at, okay, how are we going to give staff direction in regards to what we want them to do, um, what policy directions that we want them to focus on. So we're trying to hit the ground running. Um, it's a little bit of a smooth transition, I would say. We're not you know, going crazy and wild and, and trying to tear the city apart because right, that's, never, right. that's never the intention. I think the city of Monterey has great bones. Um, there's a lot of great history and great culture. Um, I think it's just about how do we take that and um, make sure that we can retain that long-term into the future for future generations. So um, I th I'm really excited, and, and I think we're going to be able to do a lot of great things with this council. I'd like to say also, as being a member of the uh, Fisherman's Wharf Association Board of Directors, that you were willing to attend our meeting. Uh, we all really appreciated that. It was great, great to hear from you. We need more involvement from the city with the association. There's a question in my mind, though, regarding the city council meetings that I've been running for a while. I'm just wondering, at some point, is the... Honor City Council Chamber going to be the last public accessible space on earth where masks are required? Huh. Yeah, um, you know, it's 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 a tough thing, right? It's a we're we're transitioning um, with COVID, but we also see that you know there's new strains coming out. You know, it's it's a it's a tough balancing act there. I know that there are people that just hate wearing masks, um, but at the end of the day, if if there is something that we can do. Um, at least in the short term, that can let people feel a little bit more comfortable. You know, one of the interesting things about what's going to be happening starting at the end of next month is that the governor's order that allows us to continue um, participating as, as a council um, virtually is going to be going away. And so we're going to have to start um, meeting in the chambers, which I think is, you know, it's a good thing. Um, it, it's unfortunate, though, because the state, I think could have used this as an opportunity to say, hey, what worked out of this experience that we can, um, you know, make it a better experience for everybody. I think it works sometimes, and particularly for people that are part of the working class. And I take Dr. Kim Barber, the new council member. Um, she travels a lot for her job. And so, um, you know, it helps for her to be able to call into the meetings. And it doesn't have to be, it's not every meeting, but when she's on travel for her job that's paying her her living wage. Um, it's nice for her to be able to still participate in those conversations. And it's not anti-democratic. Um, she's still being able to participate there, represent the constituents that she represents in District 1. Um, but with the new state policy that's coming out, not only are we going back to pre-COVID, um, but it's being more constrained because they're telling us now you can only use uh, going attending a meeting virtually um, twice for an emergency situation, where before the requirement was you just have to have three people on the council or majority of the council um, in person um, and it, there was no limit on that and now there's a limit of two as I understand it um, so they're becoming more restrictive and I don't fully understand why um, but that being said going back to your, your point about the masks I think now that we're coming back to a, a space where it's expected that we're going to be more in person with each other um, I think in a public setting um, where people you want to make sure people feel welcomed I think we're more likely to lose people 
not wearing masks um, than we are to lose people because the requirement is to wear masks. And who so, makes that decision ultimately? Um, so staff has been making the decision at this point. I mean, count, the council hasn't really engaged on the conversation. Um, so, you know, we're just kind of letting it ride um, and we're just going to have to monitor it as it goes along. We got a text in from uh, Kathy who says, this, I'm always learning something new about my neighbor Tyler. Which <laughs> naval hospital was he born at? Yeah, gosh, we got a. This is a new thing. We this, this live feed of people messaging. Hi, Kathy. Um, yeah, so I was born at a naval hospital in Patuxent River, Maryland, and actually that naval hospital no longer exists. Um, and so that's that's where um, the Navy pilots do kind of test test piloting. Um, so that was my mom's first duty station when she joined the Navy. Uh, I think it was back in 1985, if I remember correctly. So yeah way back on the east coast exactly yeah i don't remember it by the way either i was a year and a half um when when we moved away from there then we moved to antigua in the west indies um and then we moved to groton connecticut there's a submarine base there i lived there for a while we moved to uh iceland we lived there for two and a half years wow. moved back to connecticut went to high school in san diego um my mom was stationed on the the strip the coronado strip there um and then just all over, I moved to a couple of different places. I went to college, ended up in Monterey, and uh, I feel blessed because of that. So, you were talking about that uh, arcade you were in, yeah, uh, election night. See, he wasn't here for Oscar Hassenfelder's. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he missed that. Uh, the carousel. The carousel with uh, the, also the chicken. That, uh, the tic-tac-toe chicken. Yeah, tic-tac-toe chicken. We need to bring that back. There was a tic-tac-toe chicken that was in a. Thing, yeah. right? It was in a cage thing, and you could play tic tac toe versus him, and he, he would always beat you. Always. Uh, for some reason, I'm thinking of a whack a mole, but you know, this has to be. <laughs> With live moles. That's what they're Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, let's not get arrested today. So. Yeah, yeah, that's right. All right, so uh, before we let you go, uh, anything you'd like to say to the citizens of Monterey listening on the Shag Bag Show this morning? Yeah, I mean, I know that, you know, almost half of the voters um, in the community didn't vote for me. Um, and so uh, I, I truly don't take being in this, being in this position lightly. Um, I think it's an opportunity to bring us all together, and that's been my message the entire time. And so even though you might hear something about where I stand on, on a political issue, or you might hear it yourself and you just disagree with where I'm coming from, that's completely okay. And I ask that you talk to me about it or reach out to city staff or come to a council meeting because I'm not necessarily married to the things that I'm talking about. Um, I've only developed these ideas because I've heard from people in the community around what's the best way for us to move forward um, so that I thrive on that feedback. I need to hear it. I hope that we can, and one of the values that I hope to promote the most on, uh, as being Monterey's mayor is to expand what public participation looks like. How can we get more people interested and engaged in the political process, particularly younger folks um, who seem to be more disengaged. You know, folks are on their phone, some kind of electronic device, social media, um, reading headlines of articles as opposed to actually getting deep into the discourse, um, which is where we need to be in order to truly have a democracy. It's not truly a democracy if people aren't engaged in the political process. And so, um, you know, I, I just highly encourage that. We're, we're here to listen to you, and you can make a difference. I mean, 
who would have thought that I would have been mayor uh, of the city of Monterey? So just find some way of getting involved, whether it's showing up to a council meeting, whether it's running for office yourself at, at some point, whether it's joining a board commission or committee. Um, I just interviewed 12 people for a vacant planning commission seat. So, you know, I, I'm seeing a pickup in, in public participation, and I just, whatever we can do to encourage that more, it's not about me, it's not about you, it's about all of us together trying to make this work for our community. So uh, it's, it's a great honor, and I look forward to serving the city over the next two years. We're glad to have you. Congratulations. Appreciate you. And uh, keep at it. Thank you. Thank you kindly. Keep you, smiling. Yeah. Stay dry, stay dry <laughs> That's today. Right. That's right. Yeah. right. And right. thanks nice for taking knowledge. the time out to uh, to be on the show and coming through the weather. We appreciate Absolutely. you. I love you, David. We love you. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. <laughs> Take care. Right. Thank, Thank you, you. Kevin. Thank Bye. you so much. All right. It's the Shagbag Show on Power Talk, 1460 AM and 101 FM for your Saturday morning live from Del Monte, as always. And Dave Marzetti and... Uh, of course, our co-host here. Kevin yeah, when you, when you mention Oscar Hausfelders, you have to remember Grandma Buffalo's cookies because that's, that's right. where my wife was working when I met her. No, it was that's not. That's right. Seventeen-year-old making those chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> Are you kidding? The cuter thing I've never seen in my life. Dave. And then you said, "Let's go on a date," and you took her to FM. That's right. The movie April twenty-eighth, coming up on. Uh, wow, well, was 40, 44 years. <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? Unbelievable. Hey, our good friend Chris from next door is here with us. Good morning, guys. It's a little wet out there. A little wet out there. This is the most water I've ever seen on the practice grain out here. Yes. Yeah, this this, this season that we're having, um, it's definitely unique. It's, since I've lived here for the last five years, it's it's definitely the worst, at least, amount of water that I've seen accumulate on the surface. Um, but, you know, it's, it's great, honestly. We've been in a pretty tough drought the last... I don't know, six years? Yeah, got to keep so, the big picture in mind. That's um, true. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. it's it's great. Um, you know, a little bit slow on the golf course, but it is what it is, and we'll get through it. Hopefully by the end of the month it'll dry How out. many are out there right now? Four. <laughs> <laughs> Four brave souls out yeah. there uh, bearing the weather, uh, but they're having a blast. A um, couple local Duke members that just go out every time, and uh, they absolutely love it. That's like a little <laughs> bit of a break in the rain between now and maybe uh, early afternoon. A little bit, yeah, yeah. It looks like there's a little bit of a break. Hopefully, it'll uh, let that surface water that you're seeing on that practice green uh, yeah. you know sink down a little bit. But um, all in all, it's it's been great. Um, a little bit slow of a January. We got some specials out there, um, but Duke's Club, you know, it's moving forward like always. Um, one really exciting factor is uh, you know the, the grill. I know it looks like yeah. it's in shutters right now, but it's it's progress. In process. Yeah. yeah, it's just progress. Hey, all I know is I see that hot dog roller over there, and that's just got me all over it. <laughs> oh, so. absolutely. Yeah, amazing <laughs> menu um, coming out, and it should be open here in, in just a month. Um, they're looking at the 13th will be their reopening date, and uh, what perfect timing, too, wow. right before the uh, the Beat the Pros tournament that we're having here. That's on right. Um, so it'll be a great showcase for our members. Uh, a great thank you as well for, for sticking it out. I know it's been, been hard without a... Um, a food option here on the course, but um, yeah, we just want to say thank you, and we we really love having that event here. Is the pretty menu pretty well set for the new grill? Yes, yeah, it's it's Perfect. it's a lot more finite. Um, you know, it's not going to be a, a sit down grill like it once was, but um, you know, really amazing modern contemporary menu. Um, they might actually take some of those dishes and, and move them to the other restaurants wow. uh, if they think that. they're you know, popular enough. Um, so it's really exciting. They'll even have a vegan option. So. <laughs> Moving into the the, the vegan golfers, here. yeah. Uh, That's one thing about golf. Golf is food and beverage goes. You, you can eat and drink before, during, after. Oh, absolutely. Golf. That's yeah. why you got uh, Carol out there on her cart, 
taking exactly. care of the needs out there. She's bearing the weather too. <laughs> uh, she's out there. Um, yeah, and her and Nita, they've been with us for 26 years wow. between the grill and the cart. Um, just amazing. I mean, it's it's a family we have out here at Delmonte, and we like to keep it that way. So what about tea times, availabilities, all that stuff? Wide open today. Yeah, wide open today. <laughs> but uh, what about this next coming week? People making reservations? I mean, they, they're yeah. saying that it's supposed to, after Tuesday it's supposed to look pretty good. Yeah, after Tuesday it looks great. Um, we were, we're back to having uh, pretty pretty full mornings. Um, it usually opens up about 1230. Uh, our last guarantee to finish tea time is about 1230, so after that, plenty of afternoon golf open. Um, if you're looking to play in the morning, definitely give us a call about a week in advance um, just to get your name in it's always good to uh, get that booking in early uh, if you're looking for a prime time but um, yeah hopefully the break in the weather uh, is going to be good for us <laughs> all right 373-2700 they're still here always here all right Chris. <laughs> thank you thank you I appreciate you we got Targumbare Sal from the end of wharf number two at Monterey Fish Company Sal Hey, good morning, guys. Another beautiful day here in Monterey. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Any day on the peninsula is a beautiful day. That's right. You know, and uh, if you're thinking about coming down to the wharf to get some fish, there's no traffic. So uh, you can drive right down. You can throw a bowling ball down the wharf here. You won't hit nothing. Exactly. It's, it's quiet. Um, if you're craving fish, come on down. If you're not, stay home. Be safe. But uh, we just got our crab boat, just came in. He tried to go fishing this morning. Bobby got to pull a few of his gear. So we got some live crab and some cooked crab from Monterey Bay. So uh, we do have some crab. Um, we got plenty of rock hoppa, trolley, swordfish, tuna, halibut, uh, sand dabs, breaded squid. We got everything. Uh, we just need some customers to, to come on down. Okay. You guys still going to stay up until 4 today? You know, we have a, uh, our retail people work in Salinas. Okay. And so unless the Salinas River says they're going to flood or something, uh, a couple of days this week we had to close early. Yeah. So they could get home just in case to be with their families. Yep. So our plans are to stay open until four. We might close a little earlier depending on, on the weather today. Yeah. Okay. Well, best thing for them to call ahead of time, right? 375-3511. Yeah. Call first, uh, uh, before you could do come down if it's getting later in the day. Uh, we got the free parking. We got plenty of ice, whatever you need to, uh, to get your fish. So, uh, just be safe and, uh, and hopefully we get over through this next storm and we're done. All right. All right, Gumbadi. We appreciate All you. Right. Have a great day. All right. You too. Thanks. Sal Tringali from Monterey Fish Company. And, uh, I was going to ask, uh, as far as power goes, it doesn't seem like the wharf ever goes off, does it? Does it go off? No, the, the, the theory's been that we're on the same grid as the fire department and city hall, so I should ask, thank Tyler for making sure our power stays on. But most of the time it does. There was one day last winter, really strange, the power went out on the entire wharf except for Abilinetti. That was, uh, that was a special day. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> we sit right on top of one of the main transformers on the wharf, and for some reason our power stayed on and everybody else's went out. So <laughs> that, that was a good one. It doesn't normally work out that way, but... It sure is great to hear uh, Sal talking about the crab, by the way. I mean, we yeah, waited so long to have the crab. And I'll tell you something about crab. If you know how to cook, crack, and clean crab, if you know how to do it, you know why my wife won't let me do it at home anymore. It's an incredibly messy process. But uh, come down to the restaurant. We've got the fresh crab for you. Talk about that. Ready to go. Come down and get your fresh, whole fresh crab, especially at the wharf. Not today, because we're close today, but again tomorrow, and we do all the work for you. And how is it made? How is it prepared? 
Well, cooking crab is a pretty, pretty straightforward process. You basically steam them or boil them in a pot of hot, salty water for about 20 minutes. Then you chill them, yeah. and then you have to clean them. And that's, right. a, that's a process that uh, is better be done behind closed doors. Yeah. But when you get to the table, it's all done for you. There you go. That's yep. the way to do it. Leave it to the professionals. Hey, we got, speaking of professionals, Vic the Sandbagger. Hey, it's a beautiful day inside the golf mart, baby. That's right, Vic. What's going on, man? <laughs> hey, it's high and dry in here. I liked it. That's the way. Well, you know, the good news this week is that uh, some of the uh, 2023 equipment starting to sneak into the store here. Um, for example, we've got uh, Ping is getting ready to release their G430s. We've got the uh, Cleveland Golf is releasing their 2023. Shrixon's releasing theirs. Um, we've got the uh, Callaway Paradigm in the hitting booth ready to hit. Um, Mizuno is out and Titleist is out. So if you're one of those people that likes to come in and hit the, the newest uh, stuff on the market, this is a great weekend to come in. It's raining, you know. We're not playing golf. Exactly. Yeah. And this is also a great time to, uh, this is a great season for sandbaggers. Just because, you know, it's wet, nobody expects you to be able to hit a club, so you That's can right. dump everything you want, nobody's going to question you. That's right. Hey, with all this uh, inclement weather we've been having as of late on the peninsula, you still got rain gear and rain stuff for people? You know what? I just went over there and looked, and there's not a lot here. Yeah. It's, we're, we're pretty well sold out. Yeah. And uh, we've got some jackets and pullovers and that kind of stuff, but there's not many rain pants over there at all. What about the gloves and stuff like that? Oh, we got plenty of gloves. We got winter gloves. We got summer gloves. We've got gloves to keep you warm. We've got plenty of rain hats for those people that like to wear those bucket hats and keep their head dry. Um, and, uh, you know, it, you just got to take a look at the inventory and see what's in your size. And if you're lucky, you stay dry. All right. Give us the hours over there. All right. We are... Uh, Nine to seven Monday through Friday, okay. and nine to seven on Saturday, and ten to five on Sunday. Right on. Okay, we'll send them your way. Well, please do. Because this is a great day to come in. There's not a lot going on, folks. Come on in. Uh, bring in those gift cards that you got for uh, the holidays, and uh, spend them. All right. Thanks, Vic. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you. Soon. All right. Sounds good. Victor Sandbagger from the Gulf Mart Superstore, 2040 Fremont Boulevard in Seaside, 583-1000. For everything golf, they will not be undersold. It's a Shag Bag Show. It's on Power Talk, 1460 AM and 101 FM for your Saturday morning, live from Del Monte. Every Saturday for uh, over 20 years now, this is show number 1083 in a row. And uh, Dave Marzetti and, of course, our co-host, The Voice, Kevin Phillips, with us today. And we want to thank our wonderful supporters of the show. we got our sponsors, of course, we always talk about, but we got our supporters, too. On a monthly basis, you can help support the Shag Bag Show and keep us going. We appreciate that very much. All you got to do is go to Anchor FM. We uh, do the show live every Saturday, and we record it. We podcast it back in archive form on many platforms, Google, Apple, Spotify, blah, blah, blah on and on, but if you go to Anchor FM, you can help support the show there. 
As do uh, our monthly supporters like Mike Murata, Laurel Murata, Rachel Murata, George Casal, Paul and Susie Martin, Gary and Doreen Curcio, Stephen Morgan McNally, Marty and Francesca Wolf, Tammy Blunt Canavan, Rob O'Keefe, Ben Beasley, Oscar Moore, Jack Galante, Shane and Lisa Dahlman, Kevin Phillips, Chris Shake, Dave Daly, Wendy Brickman, Barbara Dickinson, Mark and Lisa Lavin, Pam Tannis, Kathy Collum, Darren Matthews, Tony Albano, Max and Mary Bolin, all monthly supporters of the Shag Bag Show, which you can be too by going to Anchor FM. Appreciate you very much for that. And uh, appreciate you listening to another edition of the Shag Bag Show. Good show today, of course. And we want to thank our guest, Victor Sandbagger from the Golf Mart Superstore, 2040 Freeman Boulevard in Seaside. You know, give him a call, 583-1000 for everything golf. And like he said, good day to come in and uh, check out some gear, perhaps, since you're not out there whacking it. Uh, let's see. We also want to thank our Gombadi, Sal Tringali from the end of Wharf Number 2. It's Monterey Fish Company. Call them at 375-3511 for everything fish. And from the shop next door, Chris, here at Del Monte, 373-2700. If you want to try to get a tea time, uh, of course, uh, it's wide open for you today, but uh, it'll start filling up next week when the rain stops. So I'll give them a call about that. And the Duke's Club membership and all that good stuff. Of course, the mayor of Monterey, Tyler Williamson. Appreciate him braving the elements coming over to see us today. As we uh, also like to thank our co-host, The Voice, Kevin Phillips, who also made his way over. I suppose you didn't ride your bike today. No bike today. The rain the rain is a deal breaker. <clears throat> Riding the bike. <laughs> yeah. But I did want to mention Wine Wednesdays, our new uh, oh, yeah, live that. jazz program at Rockfish Harbor Grill. What? Uh, our new great new GM, Mary Rocha, put this together. So she hooked up with Janice Pearl. Yeah. Pearl. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And she's got a little jazz combo coming in every Wednesday night from 5 o'clock to 8 o'clock. What? With wine specials, uh, food specials, and what a great place to list some jazz and look at the views. That is awesome. So where, where's the where's the setup? Uh, well, when it, we built the lounge and the yeah. new bar, I set up both corners of the lounge with power so we could have live music. That was always uh, something I thought in the future we might want to do. So there, you come in the front door, they're just to your right in the corner there. And we found out one thing, the building has fantastic acoustics. So I actually had to turn the amplification down because the sound varies, varies very, very well. And wow. sounds great. Wow. Well, so it's right there when you come in. Right there, right on the right side. Face the bar when you walk in. Music to the right. Wow. Yeah. And it's every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. Well, it's the Rockfish Harbor Grill at the end of uh, Wharf Number 1. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Always good stuff coming from uh, from Kevin and his great spots. All right. It's uh, another Shag Bag show on, on the wraps. Glad we got through it today. The lights have been flickering off and on now. Did you notice that? I did. <laughs> we got it in just in time. Hope that uh, hope that you stay safe and dry and power's on for you and all that good stuff. We got to just make it till Tuesday, and we should be okay. All right. Hope your teams win uh, this weekend. We'll do it again next Saturday from Del Monte for show number 1,084. Until that time, God bless. Take care. And as Sammy always said, it's chow time to go Niners. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.